0: Good evening, everybody. Yeshayahu Perichet, chapter 8 of the book of Isaiah. Yesterday, Yeshayahu tried hard to convince the king of Yehuda, Ahaz, that he was not to make a pact with the northern kingdom of Israel and Aram as they tried to build a coalition against the Assyrians, nor was he to act with the mighty Assyrians themselves. Rather, he was to stay independent, he was to stay out of it, and he was to show his faith in God as the power above all powers. Ahaz did not listen to this. He made an alliance with Tiglat pileser the mighty leader of the Assyrians. This seems to have been, in the immediate sense, a political success. Yehuda is saved. But Yeshayahu today, in the aftermath, sees this as a terrible mistake. For this, says Yeshayahu, in one, some of the opening lines, Yehuda will pay a terrible price. Ya'an ki hazeh This people have rejected the softly flowing waters of the shiloach, placing their hopes in alliances. L'chein, therefore, hine Adonim ma'ale alehem et mei hanahar ha'atzumim v'harabim, et melech ashur. God is going to send against you the mighty waters, referring to the Euphrates, and the king of Assyria, kol The V'chalaf beYehuda shataf v'avar. It will flood over Yehuda. There will come a great destruction on account. Of this alliance, the core message of the chapter is summed up from verse in verses 11 and 12. Yeshayahu says that God has said to him, Ko amar Hashem elai yad admonishing me not to follow the way of the people, mi hazeh rather. Lo Yeshayahu is not to speak of an alliance and of the importance of political alliances. All that this people say is Kesher, political alliances. Rather, that lotirau, they do not fear God, they do not respect Him. What they should do, verse thirteen, et Hashem otot takdishu sanctify god hold him above he should be your all he should be your strength but you have not done this and therefore the two houses of israel in other words the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom god should be their sanctuary But in choosing instead their alliances, they have lost that. Why should Am Yisrael reject these alliances? Does it not make sense for those who are stewarding the politics of the kingdom to understand where political alliances need to be made? It's such a hard ask, and it's important for us to empathise with Ahaz here, It's one thing in our own personal lives to understand that to strive to be a religious person is to see religious meaning in our life, to be guided by Hashem in our lives, and that is enough of a struggle. But to say to the head of a state that he must reject and neglect the cultivation of political alliances, rather he is to submit to a non-earthly power, that is a matter of much greater difficulty. There are lives at stake. We can empathise with Ahaz's difficulty and his inability to listen to Yeshayahu. But much of it is, as it is greatly difficult and you know it's hard for us to comprehend what it could mean that the modern state of Israel, say, for instance, should not invest in alliances. Nevertheless, I think there is a profound wisdom here. The first is that God is above politics, that there are so many people across the world who see in political power and in siding with the mighty the realisation of the religious goal, the religious dream, that receiving breadcrumbs from the mightiest is something which is good for religion, and against that, in exactly the way in which Abraham himself had been the Ivri, he who stood against, Yeshayahu is saying do not confuse religious value with political value. They are not the same thing. God is above that. Well, that, I think, is the first point which comes out of here. But perhaps the second point isn't just a message about God. It's also a message about the Jewish people and Jewish identity and I'm speaking self-consciously here of the Jewish people. Although this nevuah, this prophecy is given in a specific moment and in a specific time in the 730s to the southern kingdom of Yehuda and its king Ahaz, I think the following is a message which actually applies to Jews throughout history and that is as follows that throughout history it has been possible to divide up the world into different civilizations, different powers, different fundamental ideas. Frequently, really from the ancient times until today, we can call these the East and the West. In ancient times it was Mesopotamia and it was Egypt. In Contemporary times, perhaps it is Christianity and Islam, what Huntingdon called the clash of civilizations. Where are the Jews to situate themselves within the clash of civilizations? And there is a great temptation frequently to say the Jews are on one side and against the other side. And Yeshayahu is warning us that you are not to take sides. And this point is going to repeat itself again and again throughout Nevi'im, and I will come back to it when it returns. We're at the beginning of the weekly parashiot, beginning... Bereshit again, and I think you can see this basic idea captured in the motifs of Bereshit and Shemot. Bereshit, we're going to read in this week's parsha, Lech Lecha, has at its core the story of Avraham leaving his home in Mesopotamia, Lech Lecha, and journeying to the land of Israel. He leaves the east and moves to the west. But the second book of Tanakh, Shemot, is the story of leaving the west, Mitzrayim, and journeying to the east. The two great cradles of civilization, Mesopotamia in the east, Egypt in the west, in the middle lies the land of Israel. It has benefited from both of them, but it is not of them. Avraham journeys from east to west. Moshe and the people journey from west to east. This is a recurring and basic theme of the Tanakh and of Jewish identity. You are to gain from each civilization. You are to give to each civilization. But you are not to identify yourself fundamentally with either civilization. The power and the significance of neutrality is to understand that we are not of one or of the other. And I would suggest that that is a message which is as relevant today as it was in the time of Yeshayahu and Ahaz.